from the magnolia trees in the meadow. King harvest is surely come. A dry summer, then come fall. Hello, very good morning to you, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys. MV Passion, MV Passion, continuing my coverage of awards season with Once We're Brothers, Robbie Robertson and the Band, directed by Daniel Roher. Uh, the film is now available to stream. If you're Canadian, it is only available to, screen, to stream exclusively on Crave. If you're American, it is available to rent or buy uh, in, you know, pretty much every single rental, digital rental or uh, acquisition platform like uh, iTunes, Hulu, Google Play, Vudu, Redbox, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but for Canadians, this film is only available to stream on Crave because Crave uh, has the distribution rights for this movie and it is marketed as a Crave original, Whether uh, whereas in the United States, Magnolia Pictures has distribution rights for this movie. So, uh, the film tells a confessional, cautionary, and occasionally humorous tale of Robbie Robertson's young life and the creation of one of the most enduring groups in the history of popular music, the band. Uh, the band is um, an incredible group um, because, well, no, here, here, here's how I'm going to contextualize this film. The 60s and 70s were completely ripe with the creation of these incredibly enduring bands, like it says in the description. 
that have, I believe, um, reinvented, constantly um, innovated to present to us music that were ever flowing with creativity. All right. Nothing will ever come close uh, in music. All right. Uh, to the level of craftsmanship, craftsmanship, artistry, and innovation we were getting from, good God, everybody. Everybody in the late 60s and early 70s, and even in, no, just in the 70s in general, were bringing their A game when it came to music, when it came to just making it happen in music and just try new sounds and experiment new things. Everybody brought their A game. And the band uh, is probably the quintessential rock band of the 1970s. Some people um, aren't throwing rocks, are probably throwing rocks at me because I said that the band is the quintessential 70s rock band, but they were, all right? There wasn't a band in the 1970s that exuded this much spirit and camaraderie like the band did. They were literal brothers who kept reinventing themselves with every song they were writing and every song they were composing. Most of the work was done by Robbie Robertson because most of the band members were shit-faced and drunk. But even if they were, you know, most of the time extremely drunk and high off on heroin, they still changed the course of music forever. Um, and so the film tells the story essentially of Robbie Robertson's childhood to how he met uh, the members of the band uh, up until um, the um, last waltz so uh the last waltz which is the film directed by martin scorsese on the last concert of the band uh if you haven't seen that movie it's an incredible incredible film it's one of the greatest concert films ever made and martin scorsese uh is interviewed in this movie he talks about the influences of the band how they were extremely literary and then he talks about of course how he made uh the last waltz with robbie robertson and you might have heard of robbie robertson as well um, he is a frequent collaborator and uh, composer of Martin Scorsese's work. His most recent work was for um, was for The Irishman, I believe. Yes, he composed The King of Comedy, The Color of Money. He's going to compose uh, Killers of the Flower Moon uh, as well. The uh, the new um, Martin Scorsese film that he's supposed to that he's supposed to shoot soon and. Uh, the Irishman. So he's a he's a frequent collaborator, let's say, of of uh, uh, Scorsese's uh, Scorsese's filmography, and uh, I believe that started uh, with uh, with the last Waltz in 1978, which was their their last uh, concert. Um, the movie doesn't do anything new in in terms of it, it presents the band um, pretty much like every other documentary portraying a band, but it gives something that other musical nominees, musical documentary nominees didn't, which is insight. <laughs> um, um, you know, uh, Zappa, I complain a lot about Zappa. It gives very little insight on Frank Zappa and which it should. Uh, Howard uh, gives very little insight on Howard Ashman. It just tells you that he's a genius, but you know, you don't need a documentary to know that Howard Ashman's a genius. You just need to listen to his music to know that he's a genius. Same thing with Zappa. You just need to listen to Frank Zappa to know that he's a genius. In this film, we get 
real raw testimonials from Robbie Robertson himself to Bruce Springsteen to Eric Clapton to Peter Gabriel to Taj Mahal to uh, Ronnie Hawkins to uh, Van and Van Morrison as well um, and David Geffen as well David Geffen uh, that really explains what the band was doing and how the band changed the course of 70s music and how the band um, was the quintessential rock band of the 70s because they were. I don't care about your stupid Pink Floyd. Look, I'm a big fan of Pink Floyd, but in terms of a quintessential, pure rock band that exuded the rock spirit in the 1970s, it was the band. It was the band. There was Rush, there was Harmonium, and there was the band, all right? That was it. That was it. All right, Pink Floyd ain't Pink Floyd is like number four in that in that category. The band is so everything they did was genius. There isn't a bad song in the band, none of them. And dare I say, the band is better than the Beatles? Probably. I don't know. I I, I have to I have to put the Beatles in perspective again. But I believe that the band was much better than the Beatles. That's me. That's me. That's my opinion. I don't care what you think. All right. And again, the movie really gives a fantastic, um, humane portrait of the band. I mean, there's there, there, there's nothing more to add when you have uh, a perfectly, I would say, a perfectly serviceable documentary, perfectly serviceable documentary on the creation and the artistry behind the band. And... Robbie Robertson, I believe, is one of the most fascinating human beings alive. Even though his solo career is pretty much garbage, um, his group career with the band is 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 something that yeah, it's it's really straight out of a fairy tale. He started composing songs when he was fifteen, and um, you know, then it, 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 all of his meetings with Ronnie and uh, Lee Von Helm were pretty much fortuitous. Uh, which led to the creation of the band. And, of course, you don't really delve that much into the, well, I would say psychological effects of what drugs did to the band. A little bit, not too much. Because, um, you know, Robbie Robertson didn't really take drugs because he, he had a mission. His mission was to uh, play music, compose music, and nothing was going to stop him from doing this, even drugs. Um, he was pretty much against drugs. Uh, he was pretty much sober. But all of the other members, except for Garth, um, Garth Hudson, were um, um, uh, <laughs> Garth Hudson were um, um, were not shit faced. Sorry. So except for Robbie and Garth, everybody else were shit faced. I'm sorry. I, I kind of get lost in my thoughts for a bit. I apologize. Uh, whatever. It's all unscripted. My reviews are always un unscripted. It's always like, what do I think of the movie? Boom, 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 boom. If I have you know, a lot of things to say, then I'll say it. If I don't have a lot of things to say, then I won't say it. You know, That's just me. That's me. That's how I work. That's how I operate. Don't like it? Don't watch it. Period. Boom. Bingo, bango, bongo. Anyways, um, I did enjoy this movie very much. Um, again, it gave us insight on what made the band great it gave us access to robbie robertson's psyche as an artist what he wanted to accomplish what he wanted to create and why the band was created and 
it also gives us exterior testimon- testimonials from interviewees like Bruce Springsteen that tells the audience why, um, you know, how much the band meant to him to start pursuing music. And Eric Clapton, who became completely obsessed with the band, actually wanted to be a member of the band. It gives you, it gives us, a, a, you know, not just a perspective from the member of the band, the lead member of the band, but it gives us a perspective from other people that tells you this is what they were doing, and they were doing it so well that it made me want to join the band, or it made me want to play music and, and get inspired and and really write songs from my heart, and that's essentially what they've accomplish and um that you know that's that's amazing (laughs) in and of itself and again the movie doesn't take that many um risks in terms of the way that the band members are presented it starts with it starts with the beginning the humble beginnings of robbie robertson born as a native canadian um you know spent time with his mother and he realizes that his um his mother, uh, his father wasn't his real father, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then how he met uh, Ronnie, um, and then how he met Levon, and then you know how he wrote songs, and you know, progressive up to the band and then until the last waltz. So it's it's chronological documentary, very formulaic structure. But above all of this, above all that formulaic garbage. We get a real, genuine, humane portrait of the band. We get we get it in a in a personal, intimate, and extremely touching way that is, I believe, so far, the best music documentary I've seen in that category. Um, because it's full of interesting insight from Robertson himself up to Bruce Springsteen, up to Bob Dylan. Up to um, you know Eric Clapton, up to George Harrison, who essentially tells you know what's great about the band is that they started playing with Bob Dylan and everybody hated it. They fucking hated it. All right, they were booing him. So Bob Dylan was 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 going up on stage for the first half of the show doing his usual shtick of folk songs, uh, depressing folk songs with harmonica, and then in the second half of the show he would bring out the band and people fucking hated it. They booed them. They were like, God damn it, they're garbage. And then the band did their own their own thing. They revolutionized music. And then when they came back with Bob Dylan. They were kings. They were literal kings. And really, nothing's changed. It was just the per- they were doing the same thing. It's just the people's perception of the music from the band that changed. And they actually appreciated the band for what they were. They didn't want to accept change because that's the problem. They didn't want Bob Dylan to evolve. They wanted Bob Dylan to stay the same, to do his, you know, his usual folk shit. Uh, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted to go to the next level. And we get to see that. We get to see the evolution of the band. We get to see how they've changed rock and folk music you know from Bob Dylan and how they've inspired people like Martin Scorsese how they've inspired people like Bruce Springsteen we get to see that in an extremely intimate and uh, moving way this film is surprisingly very moving so I don't have much to add uh, aside from that but I do hope that you enjoyed this podcast and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and rate once we're brothers 
Robbie Robertson and the band a four out of five. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you enjoyed. I'll see you guys back here on my next uh, next episode. Bye-bye.